Not everyone has an inner voice, but we all have an inner critic. Through evolution, parental guidance, and cultural scripts, we have all been trained how to act, think, and perform in a way that benefits others. As adults, this leads to a battle between our inner critic and our inner nurturer. For many of us, the critic is winning. Mm. On today's episode of Forms of Focus podcast, we're talking about fear and the inner narrative and what you can do today to reduce that inner critic increase that inner nurturer to nurture your focus and accomplish your dreams. Nice, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it. Nice, bro. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. Nice. Today we're talking about focus and our inner narrative. You got it. So let's Who go through. You? Let's go through a Who little like. Oh, I'm Jonathan Noel, <laughs> and I'm Brian Noel. <laughs> this is Forms of Focus, <laughs> where we provide guided forms that manifest radical focus. focus. We want you to be focused as boy. So let's go yeah. through a little bit of a imaginary scenario. That's right. With your inner narrative, bro. All right. So inner narrative role play. I'm gonna be the negative. I'm the positive. That's right. Of Take one. You ready? Let's go. I have a presentation tomorrow and I'm at work and I'm totally going to screw it up. I did a lot of preparation and I'm so prepared I'm going to smash this presentation. <laughs> it's not even a question. That's right. There's a coworker that I absolutely can't stand and I just know we're going to get into a fight tomorrow. Tomorrow, there's a coworker <laughs> that even though I don't like him, I'm going to quit caring about his existence <laughs> or hers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we're not going to get in a fight. That's right. <laughs> You're not going to let him affect you. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to ride my bike tomorrow and I'm probably going to crash into a tree and break an arm. I've been riding a lot, so I'm very prepared for this ride. Nice. And I'm not going to fall. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm not as dumb as I think I am. <laughs> I'm not as dumb as most people. I'm not as dumb as most people around me. That's your positive. That's your positive inner narrative coming in. <laughs> inner critic. Oh my gosh. All right, that's cool, man. So here's what's pretty wild, bro. What does science say about the inner narrative? Did you know this is crazy? What you but, got? But not everyone has an inner voice. So I, when I read that, <laughs> say I never even thought about that because I have one. Yeah, obviously I have too. the inner voice. And, uh, and I had heard that before, but I forgot about it. Yeah. Some people, they just don't have that. Yeah. Which is really strange. Researcher Mark Scott of the university of British Columbia found evidence that a brain signal called a corollary (laughs) discharge plays an important role in our experiences of internal speech. Yeah. This is wild. This is where that, for those of you who have an inner narrative, this is where, uh, based on science this is where they believe it comes from. So the core corollary discharge is a kind of predictive signal generated by the brain that helps to explain, for example, why other people can tickle us, but we can't tickle ourselves. The signal predicts our own movements and effectively cancels out the tickle sensation. That's insane. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, instead of wasting energy on talking out loud, our brain just predictively just does it for us. Yeah. He also continues, we spend a lot of time speaking and that can swamp our auditory system. Okay. So we're talking a lot through the day, making it difficult for us to hear other sounds when we are speaking. 
by attenuating the impact our own voice has on our hearing using the corollary discharge prediction, our hearing can remain sensitive to other sounds. This, this is almost it's amazing. This it's basically just sounds like survival at that point. Yeah. You you talk in your head so you don't have to talk out loud and hear yourself. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because if you're in the woods or whatever, you're trying to be quiet. You're trying to sneak up on or whatever it may be. You're trying to hunt. Yeah. Or survive. Yeah. You talk to yourself in your head and not, hey, maybe I need to (laughs) (laughs) climb this tree. (laughs) Yeah. In that wild. So in the context of like a business meeting. So when we're talking a lot, your brain is not and not you speak it and then you hear it and then you have to interpret what you hear and then understand it to reduce the strain that the brain requires to hear and interpret. It creates this internal narrative, this script, and it plays your voice in your head to reduce the strain on the auditory system. It's, it's insane. It's all about the brain being efficient. And that's where that inner voice comes from. So what you're saying is people who talk too much, their brains are strained. <laughs> or... <laughs> Maybe people their that talk auditory, too much. Their auditory systems are strained. <laughs> or people that don't have an inner voice. Maybe, their auditory nerve, their auditory systems are strained. Maybe that may, I, I don't know if the studies suggest that people who do not have an inner voice are tired more because they have to process their auditory system more. I don't know. That's a great thing for someone <laughs> else to figure out and leave in the comments for us. Yes, that's right. So this is pretty interesting. So some of us may have an inner narrative or an inner voice. Some of us may not. But the, the reality is, all of us have an inner critic. Yep, Whether absolutely. we hear it or it's an emotional, we all have an inner critic. This is from Mia Baker. She explains, explains in an article, three reasons your inner critic doesn't want to leave your mind. This is wild. You ready? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> evolution. The inner critic also induces a specific emotion that has evolutionary importance. That emotion is shame. Now, here's an example of that. This is why the inner critic may be necessary. <laughs> While our hunter-gatherer ancestors lived in tribes, shame informed them they might have done something that didn't quite fit with the social norms and could threaten their position in the group. You don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's one place where uh, the inner critic may come from. It makes sense. So if you're in like a smaller setting like that, let's say you're in a tribe of a few thousand, <laughs> you can't just pack up really and move to another. Like now you can pack up. If you... You, if you botched. mess up, if you mess up bad enough, you can pack up and move to a whole new state. That's right. Or country. Yeah, that's true. And you're starting from scratch. It may have been a little bit more difficult. But if it was a- <laughs> thousands of years ago. So the other one is a uh, parental conditioning, being overly critical, demanding, or ambitious, um, <clears throat> and through that, strengthening the kid's inner critic. Yeah. Example: mm. um, You get all. You get all A's and one C, and your parents sit there and bash you on that C. Yeah, because that's all they see. <laughs> that's all. The oh, man, that was beautiful. <laughs> but par- parental conditioning. So some of you can think back to like your relationship with your parents or those that raised you, and um, if they were super critical of you, then... You might be critical on yourself. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah, definitely. So next is cultural scripts. This is pretty interesting. So uh, we, we know about parental conditioning. We feel that a lot because we yeah. remember being raised. But this, this concept of cultural scripts, I thought was pretty cool. So there are cultural scripts that may have taught you to punish yourself for certain behaviors. So this uh, one example that is like, boys don't cry. That's like, yeah. So then as, a, as like an one adult of the male. biggest cultural examples. Yeah. If you cry, you're like, oh, I'm not supposed to cry. So you bottle that stuff up. I cry. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not either. 
<laughs> Other, I, mean, I mean, what are you going to do? Hold it in until one day you're going 95 miles an hour on the highway and you just go into the guardrail? <laughs> I feel like I mentioned that a lot on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, and there's, there's obviously there's gender cultural scripts, there's race cultural scripts, there's social status cultural scripts. Like you're poor because you don't work hard. That's that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I've met people who who are quote poor uh, based on economic whatever, and they work three jobs. Yeah, they work their ass off. So a lot of these cultural scripts that were told induce this internal narrative and oh, this yeah. inner critic. It's crazy. It's bullshit. Oh, for sure. A lot of it. Most of it. (laughs) Get a little passionate. Hey, you got passion. That's okay. (laughs) Sorry if your kids are in the car. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this is pretty wild. The inner critic. So yeah, so there's also an inner critic. We know there's an inner critic, but there's also also have the inner nurturer. The inner nurturer. Oh, how sweet. You also have your inner nurturer, but your inner critic and inner nurturer uses two different parts of the brain. This is wild when I read this. So Beth Curlin in How to Build Your Inner Nurture reviews a study that found that when people experience self-criticism, the parts of the brain associated with increased monitoring of errors, punishment, and behavioral inhibition are activated. When people experience self-reassurance, the brain regions involved in expressing compassion toward others become active. So different parts of the brain. All back to neuroplasticity. Yep. All back to us focusing on enhancing the parts of the brain that we want yep. to enhance. Yep. Your inner critic comes from a different part of the brain. So you want to flex that muscle. That's right. Flex Except that It's nurture. not a muscle, but you get the idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She also goes on to say, despite many people thinking that being too easy on themselves will lead to them straying from their goals, extensive research shows that self-compassion, not self-criticism, is a better motivator. That's right. So that's why having compassion for yourself, which makes sense. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because if you're trying to get something done, you make one mistake. Yeah, you 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 want to quit. Like you're an idiot. You shouldn't even be doing. Yeah, this. why are you doing this? You're not smart you enough. You're, you're not this. You're not that. You're blah 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 blah. Yeah, it why never sh- ends. Why should you start this business? You failed at the last business. Why should someone buy your stuff? Why should they use your service? Yeah, all that crap. How is that going to help motivate you? That's not fair. I'm not motivated. <laughs> <laughs> like, but when you're like, when you're inner nurture, your compassion, right? You're yeah. like, you're going to crush this. This product is amazing. Sure, not everyone's going to like it, but it doesn't matter. But like, enough if will. One percent of the global population likes it. You're going to be rich. One yeah. percent of seven billion. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. Like that's the nurturer talking. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, sure. Your, your circle of friends who are probably, you know, for some people are a bunch of freaking losers tell you that this is a bad idea. There's always going to be those people. Like, are you sure you want to do yeah, that? Get new friends and freaking launch that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Nathan Chandler in Inner Speech speaks volumes about the brain, this article. So he said, it does appear that biologically we all hear negativity louder than the positives. This is probably an adapt- uh, uh, adaptation to survival. This is pretty awesome. This is pretty awesome. You ready for this? Our survival as a species was dependent on us hearing, watch out, there's a snake. While hearing, hey, man, you did a good job. <laughs> was not so urgent. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So if you think about it, our brains are wired to receive the negative because it may prevent us from dying right, and kind of exactly. downplay the positive. But Because it used to be, you know... Uh, our town's under siege, yeah. or you know the crops didn't grow, yeah. or there's predators. Instead of one wrong move killed you. <laughs> We're in different times. One wrong move. Now, <laughs> if it's like a bad hair day, yeah, that's like yeah, 
That's the equivalent. But it wrecks us. Yeah. Because our brain you're going to hear it louder. Still responds you know, you, the same you way. You make one little mistake and that's going to be way louder because that's just how the brain was wired and it makes sense. It does. Yeah. You God, know? that's wild. So examples of the inner critic from Mayo Clinic. So this is pretty interesting. Positive thinking, stop negative self-talk to reduce stress. This is a great article. So a lot of us deal with an inner critic. I mean, all of us deal with an inner critic. So yeah. to, to start helping you in processing that inner critic and putting the critic in its place, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. It's not going to go away. Yeah, and don't, don't tell it to shut up or stop talking. That's impossible. Put it in its place. So here's some way to categorize it so you know what you're doing. First, filtering. You magnify the negative aspects of a situation and filter out all the positives. Like, like we said, uh, I've got a, I got a presentation to work tomorrow. I'm totally going to blow it. That's negative. That's all the negative. You yeah. amplify the negative and you reduce the positive. I worked really hard on this. I've got some really great things to share. I've got some cool ideas, right? That's filtering. Right. Hopefully you did work hard on it because if you didn't, then yeah, you probably will not do that well. But if you're prepared. Yes. Focus on your inner nurturer so you can prep hard. Yeah. Actually prep hard and let your inner nurturer shine. Because That's right. <laughs> Next one. Um personalizing when something bad occurs you automatically blame yourself oh my gosh have you ever met someone that like like they do something small like they drop a glass and then they immediately out loud say you're such an idiot look at you yeah like you see that that's just that's sad because that person if they say that out loud there's no telling what the hell they're telling themselves in their head yeah i mean it gets bad for some people. Not me. Yeah. But you know. Yeah, some people are very critical of that. I mean, I know I struggle with that. It's sometimes not just as bad. beating themselves up yeah, relentlessly. Day. And some of you may be doing that. Like, I'm a bad mom. Like, I don't take care of my kids enough. I don't spend enough time with my kids, or I'm a bad employee. Like, like you're just constantly pounding yourself and personalizing every single thing that happens around you and taking the uh, blaming yourself for that. That's tough. It's but time to pers- release Acknowledge time to unleash that inner nurture. That's right. So next is uh, catastrophe. Katas- I can't catastrophizing. Say it. Catastrophizing. So you automatically anticipate the worst without facts that the worst will happen. I'm the- gonna get struck by lightning and eaten by a shark all in the same day. Yeah, that, that might be. Hey, we're going on a beach trip. It's gonna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna get stung by a jellyfish, eaten by a shark, and drown all at the same time. Yeah. Like if you're planning your vacation and that's all you're thinking about, you're probably not gonna have a good vacation. And get sunburned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't look good in my swimsuit. Oh, <laughs> damn. It just never ends. It never ends. <laughs> so blaming. Uh, you can try to say someone else is responsible for what happened to you instead of yourself. Yeah, blaming. Man, we, we struggle with blaming. Yeah? If uh, as a culture, right? Oh, yeah. Like if... if <laughs> I didn't know if you meant us as brothers. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know about me, but... <laughs> well, it's really interesting, right? So perspective thinking is this. So if I perform badly at work, it's because of uh, my environment, right? Like um, I was too busy or you put too much on me. But if someone else does something wrong, we yeah. attack their character. Mm, yeah. So blaming is interesting in that typically what we do is... We can justify ourselves, uh, we blame other people, but we live in a constant state of blaming. And then that inner critic turns all that right back on yourself. Yeah. You didn't do this. You're an idiot. You should have done this better. Like, if you prepped for 20 hours for something and it, it, it went okay, it didn't go as perfect as you thought it was going to, like, why are you blaming yourself? You, you know how to get better? Keep doing it. Focus on that shit. Yeah. 
in in the same article from the Mayo Clinic, negative self talk will kill you. So <laughs> in this article, it was funny. I I'm not going to list them all out, but it was pretty much like if you have a severe inner critic, it causes anxiety, it causes heart problems, it causes like uh, it it literally affects your body and it will kill you. That's not good for a lot of people out there. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, bro, how do we stand up to that inner critic? How do we say, inner critic, give a big hug to our inner nurturer and yeah. start focusing on our dreams? So this is from Rick Hansen, um, an article, How to Stand Up to Your Inner Critic. First, try to observe how self-criticism operates inside you. So mm. kind of like we were talking about work. with that another episode at some point that today that I don't remember <laughs> it's observing the situation yeah. mm. you know yeah kind of stepping back a little bit yeah because if you can put a little bit of distance mm. between you and that inner critic and that that's critic good. yeah because yeah, then they won't be as loud that's true you just got to put them put them in the back seat this one's not even in the back seat throw them in the trunk <laughs> yeah. put that baggage in the trunk <laughs> drive forward so um next is be aware of anger at yourself that seems out of proportion to what happened so we said before like you you drop a glass and you tell yourself you're an idiot right yeah, like, you're a clumsy worthless scumbag <laughs> yeah like well, that's you, pretty brutal don't do that <laughs> but you got to be aware of like when you start to sense that anger towards yourself or some of those big emotions critically against yourself you got to put it in proportion back to this introspective work take a step back look at what's going on and say man maybe it's not this moment that i'm mad at maybe it's because you know my a lot of things happen yeah my parents are super critical or i'm super stressed at work yeah bad childhood bad bad work situation Mm. a lot of stress this or that um another one so this one i think they even acknowledge in the study that this sounds super cheesy (laughs) but it can actually be a very helpful. Imagine a caring committee mm. um, inside yourself, which uh, with different characters who represent various kinds of support and wisdom. Oh, so good. this is sounds a little ridiculous, but yeah, you're making your own little caring committee. Yeah, inside your head. Yeah, like if if you had a really maybe maybe you had a pretty tough childhood, but you remember one really good teacher. You got the teacher in there. You got a really you got you your had grandma in there. Maybe like maybe your parents were maybe you grew up in an abusive your friend, home and you left. Frank. Yeah, you would go down to your friend's house and stay with him because that was a, a a space for you where you could be you know not in that toxic environment. Put that even if you haven't talked to that dude in twenty years. Your, put that dude in your head. Your favorite cat from when you were a kid. Oh, that would just come in and nestle you. And I hate cats. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> um, sorry. Well, there goes last episode. We we lost Uh-oh. the. We lost half of the, we lost the cat demographic. <laughs> yeah, last episode, we lost the Ford demographic, then we just lost the cat demographic. <laughs> so last thing here, um, so when the inner critic starts pounding away, the, the big thing here is, and again, like all we've been talking about in these episodes is really trying to take a step back, breathe and focus, be, be intentional about what you focus on. And so here, you want to be intentional and say, I hear you inner critic but I'm going to have a conversation with my inner nurturer. Yeah. And you, you tell yourself, inner nurturer, what do you have to say? And as you go through your day and you start registering uh, when people see you as decent, when people see your capabilities, when your friends tell you, hey, you did a really good job at this, don't immediately say like, oh, you know, I mean, I did, it, wasn't, it wasn't that good. Like the second you do that, stop yourself yeah. and say, Thank you. Yeah, it's okay to accept a yeah to accept positive that. feedback. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. along that or continuing with that, consider how your self-critical attitudes developed inside you. So it's just kind of, yeah, you know, where to come from stepping back, you yeah. know, I think but that's good. Where did this start? Yeah. Good retrospective work. Your parents or it's probably your parents because that's where most things start. Yeah. Or maybe you had a really bad toxic relationship or yeah, that could, that a could, bad spouse that, that could, was just super abusive. Yeah. Totally. Physically just beat the crap, you Family, know, bad, f- mentally bad friends. You. Yeah. I guess you don't know if you call them friends at that point, but <laughs> acquaintances yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yes do some retrospective work if you have a very strong inner critic that critic is going to tell you don't focus on that dream you won't be successful the inner nurturer says hey give it a shot at least give it a shot try the next thing whatever the next thing is get some friends around you who are going to help you hey and try that dream all you need is one percent of the people in the world to support you and that's You'll have a very successful that's business, <laughs> whatever you're selling. <laughs> so that's it, bro. We want right. to reduce that inner critic. We want to we want to hug that yeah. inner nurturer, uh, and we want to focus on our dreams. Embrace and unleash your inner oh, nurturer. I like that. Let them free. And, and as a man, Put stuff on that them doesn't down. feel very manly. Like you know what? F you. I'm gonna I'm gonna hug my inner nurturer. So that's how you make it manly. <laughs> but hey, listen. <laughs> Arm wrestle that inner critic. Yeah. Stomp the shit out of that there guy. There you go. And hey, let's high five that inner nurture <laughs> and let's go take over the world. <laughs> nice, bro. <laughs>